Welcome to the Clueless at the Work podcast, where we talk through a framework for being successful in your job. My name is Anthony Garone, and I'll be hosting this show with some friends who are experts in helping people grow. The content is based on my book, Clueless at the Work, Advice from a Corporate Tyrant, which is published by Stairway Press. You can find out more at cluelessatthework.com. Welcome back to the Clueless at the Work podcast. I am Anthony. I am Andy. And we are here to illuminate your day. Illuminate. Yes. I love that word. As we elucidate. <laughs> elucidate, but not ruminate. <laughs> we, there may be some rumination. Maybe, yeah. And there will be some ruination. Ooh, ruination, yes. Ooh, ruination. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I realized in our last episode um, that we were talking about stage one and stage zero, but we didn't really introduce this the concept of stages. Mm. So uh, the book, Clueless at the Work, features what I'm calling, of course, a five-stage program. <laughs> a framework. Yeah, a framework. It would not be a business book, a self-improvement book, if I didn't have some five-step something, right? Yeah. And quite unfortunately, I came up with it myself. It wasn't like <laughs> someone else said, you need to have a five-stage program. <laughs> then the kids will buy your book. Then they're going to enjoy it. You know, it's not like that at all. Yeah. yeah. Shoot, I'm part of the program. I know. I am part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Everything steps. I never thought I'd write a self-help book, but here I am Ta-da. miserably, uh, miserably uh, walking through it. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank Own you. it. I've never been less proud and yes. prouder at the same time. <laughs> All right, so in the book, I call it the hierarchy of success. Mm, We love hierarchy. Is Mm. it pretentious enough? Well, I do. The work is actually capitalized, capital T, capital W, because I wanted to be pretentious. Um, But really, the work is just the name of this five-stage program. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a hierarchy because kind of like uh, the five dysfunctions of the team, there's the bottom layer of trust, and then, you know, it goes up and up. Well, this one, I thought of it as an upside-down pyramid because uh, I like jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's, like, those jugglers who stand on, like, they'll, like, put a ball on the ground and then a skateboard on top of it and then, like, two, you know, PVC pipes and then a wooden plank and then they're juggling knives yeah. on top. That, that's yeah. how I see this. You know, an inherently unstable thing to exactly. do. Yeah. <laughs> because really, the, if the lowest level, I know like uh, Patrick Lencioni and Five Dysfunctions, he, his pyramid is like, it's built on a foundation of trust, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't inflect the difficulty <laughs> right. of trust. So that's why I think upside down pyramid, like you're standing on an upside down pyramid. This thing could topple at any time. You have to be balanced. And you have to really understand where your feet are. <laughs> and because it's trust, it's very difficult to get it all back up and running again. Right, yeah. yeah. So um, so I think of my hierarchy as an upside-down pyramid that you're standing on. I like uh, it. Uh, so stage one is show up on time and do well. And we started covering that uh, in the last episode. Showing up on time in particular. We haven't gotten to doing well. And there might still be some stuff on showing up on time. But stage two is develop understanding and proficiency, which means like know why your job exists and get good at that. And as you know, 
your job does not exist for what is written in the job description. <laughs> right, right. Stage three is build relationships and become indispensable. Be the person that is always needed. Stage four is read the room and take ownership. So the idea there is like be able to understand who's at the table if it's a meeting and be able to orchestrate a result and take ownership over something like you're a mini CEO of an effort. And then stage five, which is, of course, it's like level five and good to great, you know? Yeah. Impossible to achieve, but here we go. <laughs> take control, get rich, and change the world. <laughs> but as we'll, as we'll find out, getting rich just means have enough wealth that you don't have to worry about money and change the world, meaning your own world and the world of the people around you. And not like, you know, in some sort of spiritual or universal way. It's more like change the way you see things, change the way other people see things around you. Become happy. Success follows that. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about showing up to work on time. And uh, the first challenge that I go through in this book for showing up on time is mental blocks. Mental blocks can stop you from being on time. You know, you've got something going on in your life. Uh, and when I say show up on time, it doesn't just mean be physically here. You know, like you're married or you have kids or an important relationship, whatever it is. Like, yeah, you're here, but you're not here. You're sitting on the couch. You're not interacting. That's right. Yeah. Yep. My wife, my wife has a wonderful epithet for me the impenetrable monolith because <laughs> there are times where uh, well i'm not just i'm just not that emotional you know yeah. or reactive yeah. she'll be talking to me and i'm like and she goes can you at least nod can you say okay <laughs> you know i feel like you're just staring through me yeah i can actually relate to that we've had discussions in our offices when you were working at melt and you would be looking at me and i would be making a point and i'm is he getting this or is he <laughs> judging or is he what is going on yeah <laughs> and that comes from insecurity on my part because <laughs> you know i i had a lot of respect for you know the things you were studying and putting together for kensho and all that you know and like am i saying something that is not making sense or what <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard and i yeah. i you know i i think i'm very empathetic and i'm very good at reading people but when when you're kind of stoic you know and just staring yeah it's difficult. And I, I think I'm stoic to the point where maybe I have Asperger's or something like that. You know, that's what I'm told. Or on a tranqu tranquilizer. Yeah, that was yeah. right. There's that movie Magnolia where, um, yeah. Tom Hanks or Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise is sitting in a chair and he's getting like grilled in this interview and he's just staring at the interviewer. And she says, what are you, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm quietly judging you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that scene I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Or someone who's <laughs> sitting there talking to you as That's ever, right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So Andy, tell us about when you've encountered mental blocks that prevent you oh. from being present. More maybe it would be faster to answer that with when I haven't. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I so I constantly have mental I mean I literally constantly would have mental blocks because of my attention deficit that that was a problem um and maybe not blocks so much as many many pathways 
you know, and, um, so you're, you're just constantly seeing tangents all the time. Yeah. yeah unless I'm medicated and, right. um, that is literally a problem. Um, and over, over many decades, you learn to manage that to a degree. But when I was younger, um, mental blocks were constant. Uh, you know, you have to get something done, you know, that's the pressing thing, but there's something shinier over here. Oh, nope, there's something shinier over there. And, and that is absolutely constant. And without being highly caffeinated, um, you know, it would, it caused me all sorts of grief. It can cause, um, you know, you'd be late. Uh, there was a lot when I was younger, there was a lot of, I, you know, I, I won't be there on time or, you know, it, it was, and, and it's frustrating because I'm not, uh, never considered myself a terrible person. I cared, but, uh, flaky, you know, and, um, and I just want to pound myself for, you know, just, you know, why are you, why do you keep doing that? Why is that thing more important? And, uh, I think that's, it's, I think it's easier for people nowadays to have mental blocks because there's so many distractions. We've got the phone. Um, we are, the velocity of information that is hitting us today is insane and we are not prepared to deal with that. So we get distracted by things that are not important. And, it seems silly that we have to train people on how to prioritize what's important and what's not. But it's, uh, I don't think it's our fault. I think there's just too much stuff, I think, and we're not prepared for it. But that's one of the big ones to me, I think. And I see it a lot is that people are, they're blocked by the distractions. Yeah. Lots of distractions. Yeah. It's a big one. I think that's the positive side of it too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of negativity that can be a mental block for showing up on time. Um, some people have money problems. Some people have children problems. Um, some people, they go on Twitter and it just wrecks them, you yeah. know? Yep. One, one bad encounter can just ruin your whole day, you know? Oh, yeah. Or someone, like uh, someone tweeted that I was a soy boy. I didn't even know what that meant. What does that mean? <laughs> Apparently it means that uh, I don't eat enough meat and I you know, believe that soy is the answer and so I have a weak looking body or something like that. But uh, have they seen you? <laughs> <laughs> no, they saw my little avatar, you know, a picture oh. of me. But, you know, like some, even a silly insult, yeah. something that you don't, you don't even take seriously can be like, well, uh, clearly I'm still carrying something of that around and my friends and I we joke about that okay whatever soy boy yeah um but that one one tweet you know caused caused me to think differently or I made another video this Frank Zappa video and I was granted exclusive access to the Frank Zappa you know family and stuff yeah. like that and that was awesome until the comments started you know right and then when the comments start rolling in and Frank's like got a lot of cantankerous fans who very much disagree with what the family's doing with certain aspects of his music. And so they're like, someone called me a Nazi, you know, some other people, I know it's, it's ridiculous. Like I just made a video about Frank Zappa music yeah. and I'm a Nazi, you yeah. know, but, um, there can be like, we live in that world where there's so much information, but also so much interaction. And we also have real problems, families being split up because of a political belief, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> the inability yeah. to, 
to cohabitate with people of different beliefs is a big problem too. Yeah. So there can be a lot of mental blocks, um, positive and negative. Positive is like shiny, shiny. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this is cool, new information. You know, I can I can see what is happening with anyone anywhere in the world. Now I know that someone got stabbed on a on a train, you know, somewhere in like Australia. Like, okay, why I never needed that information. Right. <laughs> now yeah. I'm consuming it. Right. But on the other hand, it can be something like, well, this person on Facebook that I've never met has pancreatic cancer. What am I supposed to do with this information? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it can be a mental block or something, you know, serious and close to home. My daughter's in the hospital. I can't pay attention. Right. So what I do, I talk about in this book, are ways to manage that. So, like we mentioned with just being on time, set expectations. Like, uh, hey boss, I am, I'm going through something right now, and it's really affecting me. I just need a couple weeks, I should be over it by then, or, you know, my daughter should be out of the hospital by then, whatever it is. Just give me a little bit of a break. Ask the team to take it easy. You know, give me a little less work. I've got to get through this. But the the reality is, after that couple weeks, they're waiting for you to work. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, they accommodated. Right. You know, we met. We met in the middle. We're we're taking care of you. Um, you know, it, you it, that's your responsibility to come back and you know keep doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to get into the to get into the. Uh, uh, comfort zone with that time off and then not come back, you know, yourself, that's, that's your, that's your choice. You know, there, there are some things, of Sometimes course, you can't control, choice. you know, there's some things you, some things are, they just happen. The universe does that indiscriminately, right. you know? Um, but, uh, if, if it's, if it's one of those things where like, you know, I actually enjoyed that time off and I don't want to, I kind of want to keep, keep going a little little more on cruise control you know that's mm-hmm. uh, expect the consequences for, right. for those choices but, well and business is cruel you know yeah. and uh no one waits for you to recover right and frankly after so long because your problems are not my problem i'm gonna be like man when is andy gonna get out of this funk yeah i need andy to be working right and at some point, I have to complain about it. Even if it makes me a jerk, it's like, I can't get my work done. I can't get my bonus. You know, my family, we count on that money, you know, whatever it is. And Andy's not there to help me. So I'm working double time or right. I'm putting in an extra, I'm losing 10 hours with my family this week. How long can we allow Andy to, yeah. to, to be in this funk? Yep. It causes real problems. Yeah, And I don't. Obviously, this is not a conversation about solving deep problems, but if you're facing this problem, ain't no way you can get through the other stages of this hierarchy of success. Yeah. You know, if you can't show up and be present, no one's going to say you're indispensable. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're going to look for someone else who's indispensable. Right. No one's yeah. getting rich being unable to solve their problems in their lives. Yeah. Or, or enabling you to do whatever you need to do and you're not reciprocating. Yeah. And no stockholder is going to go, well, you know, their director of software, he had a really rough quarter. He he was ill, you know, Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. The business itself is indiscriminate. 
That's it's, right. It just does what it does. Right. Yeah. And it needs to keep moving yeah. where the rest of the people involved are not getting paid. Right. Even yeah. at a small company, like a friend of mine works at a, at a, at a tech company and it's only like four people. And if one person mm. yeah. is not showing up, is not, you know, and not well or whatever it is, the whole company suffers. Revenue goes down. Like yeah. everyone is suffering. So at some point you've got to either just get over it, fix the problem or remove yourself move on yep yeah because yep. you'll be removed yeah yeah <laughs> better to be proactive right yeah i think that's that's one of the toughest parts of uh of working because it's not a human institution right it's a financial institution that yeah. has humans there you yeah know? yep which is also a good reason not to base your self-worth on your job. Right. Because <laughs> right. the business doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> just, yep. Don't give no crap about you. Right. It does, you know, like when things are on the up and up. Yeah. But when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. The people there care about you. That's right. But, but the, the company doesn't. The company doesn't. That's yeah. right. Yep. The profit and loss statement does not care about right. you. Yep. QuickBooks. Right. So mean to me. So one another challenge in showing up on time is reliable transportation. <laughs> How many people have you known who just couldn't get to work because they didn't have reliable transportation? How many people have I known? Well, let's see. At least a handful. Yeah. I mean, it always, they're always there. Yeah. Um, more so when, uh, you know, probably in different, I would say in different professions, but you know, in, in this, I would say as I've gotten, uh, farther along in this, field and especially like at a comp company like melt you know melt media where um you know the we're, we're paying high performing individuals you know uh, who have generally well educated uh driven for the most part you know not so much but other companies uh where i've worked and even in school districts um yeah more often you know just uh don't have that part of their lives sorted out um you know or maybe they're one one in particular one of the um one of the companies that i worked for this person was a minimalist so no car no, very little of anything actually which is great because they're stuffing their checking account with paychecks mm -hmm, right. but but at the same time not super reliable for showing up because you know the bus or whatever it was um occasionally a taxi but you know a lot of times that is not reliable and i i had discussions with her you know you you are doing really well you have nothing else in your life except your apartment this your your dog and get a car you just <laughs> <laughs> you're you're late for the 9:30 all the time right. and it's because the bus or the taxi whatever it was right. or or your bike you know yeah. but I'm like you just get a shitty car you're you're 10 miles away yeah <laughs> yeah well and I think that's another issue where people are like well Google Maps says there's 14 minutes to get to work so I've got a nine o'clock meeting I'll get my I'll get in the car at 8:45 yeah yeah like you gotta park. You got to walk in. You got to make sure you're ready. Opening the laptop, you know, firing it up, whatever. Like, yeah. no one's ready to go like like that. It yeah. doesn't happen. Right. No brain is that ready ever, especially right. in the morning. And yep. especially if you're just waking up. Yes. And uh, I include a, uh, a quote in here about Pop-Tarts from Brian Regan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
he's like uh, he's talking about how there's microwave instructions on the on the pop tarts. Oh, here it is. Yeah. How long does it take to toast a pop tart? A minute and a half if you want it dark. <laughs> People don't have that kind of time. Listen, yeah. if you need to zap fry your pop tart before you head out the door, you might want to loosen up your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, just give yourself enough time. Make sure you there's enough time to account for the bus being late. Yeah. Or, you know, you're feeling a little slow. So maybe you need another 10 minutes on the bicycle. You know, yeah. leave earlier than you normally do. Whatever it is, just show up on time. And occasionally, yeah, maybe the alarm doesn't go off. Maybe you didn't set it. Maybe something. Sometimes that happens. Again, the universe indiscriminately poops on you. And, you know, that's just you you use that to fuel yourself forward, you know. but um, That should have been the title of this podcast. The universe <laughs> poops on you. <laughs> indiscriminately. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't care. Um, but, but the, uh, uh, you know, so sometimes that happens and you see someone in traffic putting on makeup, uh, filling, doing something with their coffee pot. They're doing things they should have done when they were at home. Right. Putting so, on makeup. Yeah. Tying a tie. Tying a tie. Shaving. You know, I've seen that a few times the past couple of weeks. Somebody's there with an electric shaver and they're, they're going down the 202 and they've right. got the visor down. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if you're doing that, you're not driving. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you think, like, would you say, yeah, that guy's ready for a $40 million portfolio? Yeah. Of course not. He can't even get a shaving done on right. time. You know, like yes. you've got to, if you want to be trusted with real responsibility, you've got to show up. Your, on time your bed's got to be made you've got to have that's your right. yourself put together and ready that's right yeah that's yep. right and exactly. i know people some people think this is crazy but it's it's really an indicator for much more in your life oh yeah yeah i agree 100 <laughs> percent. i've heard that that make your bed thing yeah you know jordan times. peterson I think. yeah he does it yeah he yeah. says that it's one of his first you can't change things. the world if you can't change your bed or right. make your yeah. bed yeah yep but um i i mentioned in the book that Craigslist ads for musicians like <laughs> yes that one's great it's all about reliable transportation because yep. if if all you're making is 30 bucks from a gig you and the drummer the don't gig. show yeah because his car broke down you're not getting paid for the gig and that that is like the difference between pizza and no pizza yeah you know? <laughs> yeah is it always assumed that the drummer has the larger vehicle because it's got to carry that kid around yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but you know what they say uh <laughs> what's the difference between a pizza and a drummer a pizza can feed a family of four <laughs> <laughs> oh that is yeah. great so anyway like one. reliable transportation is a big deal yeah and um i've even lent my car to people this this one person she needed my car for like three weeks and uh, I, I had a lot of business travel, so I was like, yeah, sure, you know, one week I'll be traveling, one week you can come pick me up, take me to the office, you know, drop me off on the way home. She needed a car. She had, it was like her only car. Mm -hmm. And we had two cars, so of course, yes. Yeah. Um, even if you have to borrow a car in the meantime or something, it is better for you to like pay for a lift or a taxi every day to show up on time than the reputational cost of not showing up on time. Yeah. Yeah. And the repair for that reputation is difficult. That's right. Yeah. I mean, even in, in relationships, they say like, 
for every bad thing you say about your spouse or whatever, you need 10 things, 10 good things to make up the difference. And if you're late every day because of a totally solved, solved problem, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone's got Lyft or Uber access, whatever it is. If you're late because of that, people are going to start saying stuff. Yeah. Yep. Even if it's humorous, it's reputational cost. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, uh, mentioned in the seven habits of highly effective people, the emotional bank account. And that works not just for spouses and family, but that works at the organization too. That's right. You, you, you show up, you, you are reliable, you're responsible. Uh, you're making deposits in the emotional bank accounts of your, your teammates and the organization. And you start to flake out, not show up, uh, not be present. I mean, you could be there physically, but not be in and involved and not be contributing you're withdrawing, you know, uh, credits from the emotional bank account. And that's when people start to go negative. Their brains do that. It's easier for brains to do that than to go positive. Right. And then, uh, these jokes can last years. Oh yeah. Like if someone makes fun of you for something, it's like, I, I know people still laugh about, um, like I've had to share a hotel room with a coworker, you know, like many years ago. And because my room just smelled like cigarettes, like like it was unbreathably mm. bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like a pansy about this. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a 37 year old male. I've with three kids. I know bad smells. I've cleaned <laughs> toilets. I've had poop flowing out of a toilet just yeah. two weeks ago. You know, like I know what it's like to deal with smells. I couldn't breathe in this room. So then it was like, hey, you're gonna go share the room with Frank again? You know, like. Years later, like, hey, you and Frank can go share a room. Like, that happened one time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a joke forever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so do uh, you need my car because you can't show up to work? Huh? Huh? Yeah. You know, like, and as that person bad. with the bad car problem, you're like, dude, just shut up with the jokes. It's not funny anymore. It's not my reality. But it's their reality of yeah. you. It's, yep. an, it's a perception that you created because you couldn't solve your basic car problem. Everyone has car problems, but like if you can't get to work on time because you choose to not have a reliable right. you know, mode of transportation, yeah, no. Like yeah. my friend has an MGB. He's not going to drive that to work unless yeah. he knows it's running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a British race car is not a release, reliable car. Right, you know? yeah. He's so, constantly tinkering on it. That's um, right. They say, uh, uh, you know, uh, you meet someone and they give you a rotten handshake. You'll remember that for 13 years. Mm. Um, you know, that those those negative things, those bad things, you know, stick right. much, much longer right. than the positive things. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's it's super important. Do you have any uh, any stories yourself about you? Oh, um, let's see. Well, uh something stupid you did or oh oh my gosh how many um what one surfaces let's see well so one speaking of bands i was in a band called puke stain um (laughs) p-e-w-k uh s-t-a-n-e uh it was a dumb thing we were just doing and you know kind of toward the end of college um a buddy of mine and i yeah we uh yeah, I guess that goes without saying, doesn't it? Um, but we kind of, we were, you know, inspired and, and uh, um, our, by uh, um, 
Spinal Tap, you know, mm-hmm. so we, we put the costumes on. We were not good. Um, <laughs> I, I picked up the drums and uh, learned how to play them in a few weeks. And then we just we started playing at fraternity houses and stuff like that. And, and uh, uh, we went on doing that for a while and it was fun. It was cool. You know, it's for me, that was a, an adrenaline rush. Um, it was super exciting to play in front of crowds, uh, especially when you're not good. <laughs> and you're trying really hard you have to, to level up very fast. Yes, you do. And that's, that's always been a good motivator for me. Um, but we did that for a while. And then I just, you know, it's one of those things I just didn't see value in after a while. I, I, I did like doing it, it was fun, but I'm not going to go practice for something that I'm not going to get anything out of. I think I was, it felt like I was 50 when I was late twenties, you know, <laughs> I like this, I've got better things to do with my time right. you know, at this point. And I would, I actually would just not go to the practices. And, um, at one point my, you know, my best friend was almost finished with me. You know, he's like, why, you know, tell me you're not showing up or, you know, I just, because again, shiny object, something would catch my attention and I would fail to tell him I'm not going to make practice, right. you know, and, and it was terrible. It was awful. That's one of those things that the seven habits illuminated for me. Even, you know, I, I knew in the back of my head, that's a terrible thing to do, but I would just let it go right. because something else got my attention right. and it was not cool to do that to my, to my buddies. Um, yeah. and, uh, almost didn't stand up in his wedding because of that. Wow. You know, he, it was, it was bad. Yeah. Um, wow. you know, and just, just yeah clueless mm. just completely clueless i get that way because i built the studio in my backyard and uh my wife is like sometimes you go out there and you just don't you don't tell me what you're doing you don't tell me how long you'll be out there and i'm inside doing xyz or waiting for you or something i'm like but i'm just in the backyard and she's like but you're not in the house yeah you're you're out in a separate building, doing your own thing. You didn't tell me, you just left. And uh, as hard as it can be to swallow, that's the truth. And she is, I'm not gonna say she's wrong because it's her perspective and it's my reputational cost. So like, if that's the cost, is it worth it? Right. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Yep. If that's the cost. Do I want to pay that cost? Do I want my wife to resent the studio? Do I want her to resent how I spend my time? I need to, I definitely need to be more considerate about that. I've gotten better, yeah. but it's so easy to come out here. I've got a wall, you know, full of guitars. I've got this, I've got gigabit ethernet in here. I have video games. I have a zillion books and CDs. So it's really easy to get distracted in here. Yeah. I come out here, you know, like I left something in the house or I uh, my wallet's in the studio. I come out to get my wallet. Oh, there's my Distraction. email. <laughs> oh, I, let me just answer this real quick. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I've got to look up this other thing. And I didn't pay that bill. And what it's like suddenly. Yeah. 20, 30, 40, 60 minutes. And how many hours do we have together after the kids go to bed? Right. Two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I just burned half of my night with my wife on email. The stupidest thing. Yeah. I do little doses of that kind of thing. Like this morning, um, you know, eating my oatmeal, uh, looking through the book, 
you know, copying some things down I wanted to copy down. I'm like, this will only take a few minutes, you know, and next thing I know, I'm two minutes away from when I need to leave. And I still got <laughs> half a thing of oatmeal and, you know. And uh, no pants on. Yeah, no pants on, you know, <laughs> and it's just those little tiny things just, right. just take you away. That's I mean, right. it's, it's amazing Man. how fast that time disappears. Cool. Well, let's wrap up this episode. Let's do. Uh, thanks for listening. Cluelessatthework.com for more info about the book. And uh, check out stairwaypress.com for other books by my publisher. A lot of excellent stuff on there. Thanks for listening.